interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special edition of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. This is Greg Nevis, producer and part-time Star Speeder 1000 pilot. Pat Gennetti is enjoying some R&R in Alderaan, and will be back with us real soon. And Pat, if you're listening, we hope you're having a blast. Joining me on the controls tonight, my co-pilot Dave Koch. I find your lack of faith disturbing. On this episode, we'll be discussing the wonderful world of Disney, Disneyland 60 special that aired Sunday night on ABC. However, we'll be spending most of our time focusing on Star Wars Land, sharing our thoughts on what we know, and given the chance to be armchair Imagineers what we'd like to see. Before we make the jump to light speed, let's take a spin around the Death Star and see who we have joining us on this episode. Let's say hello to our fellow Jedi Padawan, Jeff. Great kid, don't get cocky. Tim. Hokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster, your side kid. And Chuck. It's a trap. Before we go any further, let's congratulate Jeff and Dave on their participation in the Disney Princess Half Marathon weekend. Jeff ran in the 5K, and Dave did the half marathon. Hey, great job, guys. We're really proud of you. Thanks, Greg. Congratulations, fellas. You're stupid for running, but congratulations. Thank you. Well, running is stupid, but finishing is fun. Absolutely. Congratulations and kudos, fellas. Thanks. Okay, let's get to our topic. You've watched the special and had some time to think about it. Quick reaction to the show. Dave, what are some things that you liked or didn't like about what you saw? Okay, I was really excited for Peach Dragon coming out. When I did D23, they gave us a small sneak peek uh, trailer for it that they kind of just threw together because they didn't have enough footage. And it was only the eye of Elliot that we saw. This time actually showing Elliot, I kind of got all giddy watching that. Uh, I definitely have to make a trip one day to China because I really want to go to Shanghai after seeing that Tron coaster. And I think the one thing that really... Uh, the best impression on me is that keep dreaming and keep working to follow your dreams because if people told Walt Disney, you know, give up, we wouldn't be here today. So that was the thing that left the biggest impression on me. Jeff, what about you? Well, it was it was a pretty well-produced production for sure. Uh, yeah, we, we've all talked about this probably uh, uh, in short, but it, it was a big advertisement. But hey, you know, we're Disney fans, so we, we, we you know get off on that kind of stuff. The black and white beginning was really cool. I love how they transitioned. It was like a, the classic uh, Disneyland uh, show that they used to have on ABC. Uh, the Josh Gad tours of the Dream Suite and Walt's apartment were the highlight for me. I really, you know, Walt's apartment is a, such a special place, and usually only uh, special tours these days can can get access to that. So seeing any of that is is great for me. Um, and and I like Dave said the Shanghai stuff. Shanghai Disneyland was awesome. The Tron coaster, I think it's going to be uh, epic. Tim, anything that you wanted to see but was missing? I felt that we really could have seen. Uh, I, I really wish we would have been able to have the nice vibe of the the old school Wonderful World of Disney shows. How they previewed uh, Disneyland. On uh, on Sunday, you know, on the uh, on the old Sunday night shows, how they previewed other things. Uh, I really think if they'd have maybe put a little bit more of a classic spin on it, rather than I felt like it was kind of a cavalcade of celebrities of here's this person, here's that person. I mean, whereas some of it was enjoyable. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, this, it's something will always tug at my heartstrings. Uh, like uh, like Jeff said, when you see Walt's apartment, you know, you can't help but. Uh, 
can't help but get the feels on that. Uh, the Muppets are very special to me, so Rainbow Connection was amazing. Uh, I, I really love Mary Poppins because it was the last project that Walt was ever involved uh, in. So the uh, Derek Huff's tribute, uh, the dance tribute, and seeing Dick Van Dyke was absolutely amazing. Chuck, what was your favorite moment? Well, I thought overall the show was very well produced. Um, they really didn't appear to spare any expense when it comes to the production aspect or the names that they had on the show. Uh, my favorite moment, much like Tim, was Kermit the Frog. Um, you put Kermit on pretty much anything and I'll watch it. He's just really pretty much what I grew up on with the Muppets uh, and the Muppet Babies. So I'll watch Rainbow Connection um, sung by Kermit the Frog in any way, shape, or form. The only thing that I wish they would have done a little bit different, and maybe it was my expectations were set a little bit skewed from what they ended up producing, was I wish they'd said more about the history of the park, more about the opening of the park. To me, it seemed much like the um, the Christmas par- Parks Parade, which really isn't a parade anymore. It's just kind of a two-hour-long commercial for, hey, this is all the stuff that we have, movies, music, And, oh, by the way, there's this park over here that you can go and see a lot of this stuff, but it it really didn't give me anything of substance. It was just, in essence, a two-hour-long commercial with random concerts thrown in there. I thought there were some great performances. Neo, Tori Kelly, Derek Huff with his Step in Time piece, and, of course, Dick Van Dyke with his special appearance. Uh, Wow, that was amazing to see him dance at age 90 absolutely incredible i really enjoyed the uh, orchestral performance of the the main star wars theme with the projections in the theater that was well done um and i really like those historical documentary pieces about walt i thought they were great i would love to have seen more of those the piece on animation that uh, featured john lasseter i thought that was was fantastic as well a couple things i didn't like the format of the show seemed very disjointed, like it wanted to be an award show combined with a variety show. It just didn't feel very natural. And there were a couple of musical pieces that I felt weren't as strong as they should have been. And then, the moment we had all been waiting for. Harrison Ford introduced Star Wars Land. I'm so blessed that I had the opportunity to be a part of it, to walk in these iconic locations, and soon you'll be able to do that as well. Not in a galaxy far, far away, but in a place close to home. Ladies and gentlemen, your first look at the Star Wars experience. It was eight plus minutes of total fandom that felt like 30 seconds. Now I know most of that video was a repeat from D23 over the summer, but still each scene of that clip was like pure magic. And after the excitement of watching that, I had a hard time focusing on the rest of the show. So just to recap, here's what we can expect from Star Wars Experience. A Millennium Falcon in which you can actually pilot the fastest ship in the galaxy and fire its laser cannons. 
another attraction in which guests are placed in the middle of a battle between the Resistance and the First Order in a race against time. We got a sneak peek of the ride vehicle there, and it looks like it might be trackless. An otherworldly street market where you'll be able to taste the local delicacies, an upscale diner, and a local cantina. By my count, that's five major highlights of that area. So based on what we saw last night, I'd like to hear what you guys think about Star Wars Land. So Dave, what part of the experience are you most looking forward to? The ride where you're in the battle between the Resistance and the First Order is one of those uh, attractions that I think is going to be absolutely spectacular. And I'm basing that on the whole idea of Hyperspace Mountain in Disneyland. If any of you have had the pleasure of going down there, any of our listeners, I know you guys haven't had a chance to ride it. I was lucky to ride it last month when I did the Star Wars Half Marathon, and the whole idea was they rethemed Space Mountain using uh, Star Wars music, a lot of projections throughout the ride, and you're in an X-Wing fighting... You're fighting the dark side, and that just in such a iconic ride changing it up that way it kind of just made Star Wars come alive in every aspect you could and just even with that I can see just by adding a couple of laser sound effects and projections you kind of came off that ride all energized I'm just amazed at what was happening there I can't wait to see what's going to happen with this one Jeff how about you well I guess I'm I'm looking forward to more details. <laughs> um, you know, we we get little screenshots of uh, of the the two rides. It looks like uh, you know, like you mentioned, it's a it looks like a fighter sim. Uh, like you're supposed to be um, in the cockpit of the uh, Millennium Falcon, but you know, it from what I I did took a screenshot. What I could see was clearly two heads, and I, I don't know if it's 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 implying just going to be two people, uh, or you maybe two and two like two people behind, but. Uh, and, and then if you're talking about flying the Millennium Falcon, I mean, we're, we're talking about, a you know, something that has to be general enough that anybody can do it. Uh, are, are we talking, you know, uh, going to have a dead stick like in Mission Space where it's just kind of, you know, going to be there for show? Or, you know, are we really going to be pulling triggers and shooting at things? And, you know, there, there's so many questions about that. I get, and then and then <clears throat> I'm really all, I'm all, all about the ride mechanics. So what's going to happen? Are we going to... You know how they're going to get funnel you know ten thousand people in there you know uh, in, in a day or, or however many it's going to be for, you know maybe fifty thousand so you know th- those kind of things throughput makes me wonder how how this uh, ride vehicle is going to go down and and theming and story you know <clears throat> they, they really emphasize they show pictures of the Millennium Falcon and and showing people mount you know walking inside the Millennium Falcon so. I don't know how they're going to keep it story-wise to make it feel like we are the ones going to be, you know, flying Millennium Falcon unless they they do a switcheroo and say, "Here, here's our Millennium Falcon, you know, uh, trainer, so you can, you know, eventually fly it." So that, and then, you know, like like they said on the second ride, the trackless family ride, it looks like um, the only thing I can I envision is the the newest Ratatouille ride in Paris, and it looks, you know, like they're, they 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 obviously like the rehash ride mechanics when they can so they don't have to reinvent the wheel so i'm thinking I, that's the feeling i got from that but uh, other than that the the food market looked pretty pretty cool i'm, I'm feeling like another harambe market but like star wars themed tim any part of that announcement that you think fell a little short 
I really felt that uh, there could have been an opportunity there with uh, with the speeder bikes. Uh, the one thing I am extremely, extremely happy about, though, uh, one of my favorite quotes of all time, you'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. We will have our Moss Eisley Cantina. And ever since I was a kid, I wanted to walk into the place where Luke Skywalker met my childhood hero, Han Solo. Now, being an adult of legal age, I can stroll in there and I can have myself uh, a beverage and sit in the same place where we all know that Han shot first. So, that's... Uh, to me, I think that will more than make up for it. Uh, like Jeff said, I feel like we're going to have a nice little Harambe market feel. And with what they've done with that over there, I I feel very, very good about what they can do with Mos Eisley. Chuck, putting this into perspective, and considering that an acre is about the size of a football field minus the end zones, do you think that 14 acres is enough or too much space to dedicate to this experience? Well, I sure hope that it's enough. Um... Based on some of the concept art that we got, and when when we say screenshots, we literally mean people took pictures of their screens because nothing has officially been released yet, to the best of my knowledge. Um, it looks like some of this stuff could take up a whole lot of space. One thing that I haven't really seen much of is the opportunity for big things. We have two rides, but to the same effect, we have the same two rides or we have two rides at Pandora Land, or whatever they're calling it today, and it really leaves something to be desired. So I'm just hoping that they use their space wisely. I mean, yes, they have plenty of it, um, but are they going to use it properly? Ideally, at this point in time, with this announcement coming up, I would have liked to have seen at least some work started by this point. There is still a ton of infrastructure that's existing in the parks right now to the best of my knowledge nothing has been demolished catastrophe canyon is still there some of the stuff is still there in the graveyard from the old backlot tour so really what are they doing i mean some of this stuff has been closed for a while yeah we have concept art but we had concept art of avatar land how many years ago we actually had the same concept art or we had the uh concept art from avatar land released about the same time they were teasing Star Wars land, if I'm not mistaken, and there's just nothing that's been uh, that's been done. So they have all this time. I'd like to see a little bit more progress than some low-res images that were released on a TV show. The one conceptual sketch has what appears to be a full-size X-Wing fighter, and I'm wondering if that is going to be some kind of meet-and-greet spot or a play area but you know growing up as as a star wars fan and, and seeing the movie back in 1977 on the big screen those x-wing fighters for the very first time my mind was blown and since i heard about the announcement of star wars land i was hoping and keeping my fingers crossed that they would have something some kind of ride, some kind of attraction that would be an X-Wing simulator. But Actually, I, I have one quick idea. Yeah, there is an X-Wing fighter in the uh, renderings, but it doesn't look like it's anything. It looks like it's just decoration. So is that something that's just going to be kind of like the decorations at Art of Animation where they're just giant life-sized 
or bigger than life-sized uh, models? Or is it going to be something? I mean, if we're just going to stick stuff around a park, why don't we just go to the hotel and spend the day there? Ideally, something would be better than nothing. But I haven't really seen anything. I mean, I've seen concept. You know, we're getting the Falcon. We're getting that really cool um, trackless ride. At least I hope it's trackless. At that time, they'll be able to use the rideless track system. Because right now, Paris has the uh, exclusive rights on it for five years or something with the Ratatouille ride. Yeah, and, and somebody had brought up Kuka Arms. Uh, they, the, the Kuka Arms is like uh, on um, uh, the Forbidden Journey uh, Universal, uh, Harry Potter. Um, they had an exclusive right with the Kuka Arm, uh, but that started in 2007. So 2017, it'll it'll be expired. So um, it's possibility maybe it's Kuka Arms, and we're we're loading into a you know a um, a hood or something that comes over us, and yeah, you know, there's all kinds of possibilities. But it could totally be a Forbidden Journey type ride too. I am curious though as to what's going to become of Star Tours if they will give that another upgrade or if that will remain as is. It'd be interesting to see what happens there. Well, I think we would be much remiss if we didn't mention that there should be a snack bar called the Admiral Akbar Snack Bar where it's a snack. But in actuality, you know, they have an enormity, an enormous amount of source material to go off of so you know it it could be something as simple as a 360 circle vision um trip to hoth or it could be something as grand as an entire new attraction that isn't star tours um but the same sense as it were i'd ideally like to see a um walkthrough of the Death Star. Now, did you see the uh, picture going around the internet and it's in the studios and you can see some of the attractions in the background and it's just basically a construction site with everything demolished and they're calling it Alderaan Land? Whenever they start talking about Millennium Falcon ride, my mind immediately went to the quad laser cannon uh, cannons. In, in, so I've always dreamed, I'm sure you guys have too, just mounting one of those babies and firing off at TIE Fighters. I literally wanted to say, great kid, don't get cocky to some kid next to me as we're shooting TIE Fighters. I mean, you know, I don't, the cockpit's fine and all, but I really wanted to actually have control, you know, you know, full control over, over uh, where I'm shooting and, and, you know, have a full uh, effect. Um, it would be, you know, I, I know they're trying to be agnostic, uh, movie agnostic, but also, I would love to have some kind of Hoth representation. I know that's beyond the scope of what they're trying to do, but I, I always envisioned they could have some kind of indoor, uh, you know, uh, warehouse that's kind of like, you know, Ski Dubai with all the snow that they, they, you know, pipe in. And maybe even have some kind of a, a dark ride with, with a climax being Luke slicing the arm off of a Wampa. I think that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> But anyway, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna love whatever they have, but, you know, the, the, the sky's the limit. There's so much opportunity. Well, I think you and Tim are going to be mad at me because I am going to invoke the speeder bikes. I'm thinking that you can have a steeplechase-type roller coaster where people actually sit on the horses, they get strapped in, and they go up and down these hills at high speeds, and it's a major type of uh, race. 
I think doing that type of roller coaster with the speeder bikes would be an awesome experience for all. Well, I mean, as long as we have a Moss Eisley market, you know, a Moss Eisley waffle sandwich wouldn't be that bad. Tauntaun. Tauntaun waffle. uh, Disney Imagineers, (laughs) you want a chicken waffle sandwich at Moss Eisley Cantina. (laughs) You should have chili sauce on it. I do have to say one thing with Star Wars. It does bring a lot of people together because this is the first time on a show that Chuck and I are in 100% agreement throughout the entire show. (laughs) Hey guys, thanks a lot for your great ideas and opinions. I think we pretty much covered the galaxy. And like you, I am very excited for the completion of Star Wars Land. And I know it seems like it's light years away, but we'll be here before you know it. Looks like our Star Speeder 1000 is in need of some serious repair, so we're going to head back to the Rebel base and bring this podcast to a close. But before we do that, let's touch base with the guys one more time and find out where we can reach them on social media. Dave, what's your contact information? Okay, you can follow me at Figments Reality on Twitter. You can also find me under David Koch on Facebook. Jeff, how about you? It's BrainDud92 on Twitter and just BrainDo as in Mountain Dew on uh, Instagram. Tim? On Twitter, it is plain underscore Tim. And on Facebook, Tim Schweska. Chuck, where can we find you? If you like what you heard from me, you could follow me on Twitter at Chuck in the Chat, or you could also follow me on Instagram at, on the same way. Um, got a trip coming up next month, and uh, going to be lots of Disney stuff going on. And you can reach me on Twitter at Greg Nevis, N-E-V-I-U-S, and just search my name on Facebook. On behalf of the Mickey Dudes, thank you for joining us on this special edition. You know, we really appreciate your support, and if you like what you hear, please feel free to rate and review us on iTunes. Your feedback will help us expand our reach into galaxies far, far away and find more friends like you to join the rebellion. In the words of the immortal Jedi Master Yoda, do or do not. There is no try. May the Force be with you. Always. You've just listened to another exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon. Seriously, where is Pat? He was supposed to be back from Alderaan like two days ago. I've been sending them emails, but they bounce back saying undeliverable. I'm starting to get a bad feeling.